Hi, welcome to This is the Pits. My name is Michael Oberst. And my name is Chelsea Lee Greenwood. And today is the Saturday before Christmas. Yeah, it's Saturday, December 22nd. And we are going to be talking about a movie called Snatch, which is a British movie made in the year 2000. I'll tell you something. This movie snatched my heart <laughs> <laughs> out of its chest. This, yeah, it's, it's, I fucking love this movie. I mean, I've been so excited to watch this movie since we started this podcast. Yeah. I um, had never seen it. Everybody I know and respects absolutely loved it. I just have to tell you, it, what a romp. What a joy. Isn't watch. it just? Yeah. It's so, it's just fun. It's like a fun ass movie. It's, yeah. It's just uh, um, start to finish. Good movie. Do you like Guy Ritchie movies? Um, I, I'm not familiar enough to speak on it. I love him. In doing research for this, I watched a lot of interviews with him talking, and I was and yeah. I fell madly in love with him. He's so Same. adorable. He's so adorable, and he's so smart. Yeah, I, they played chess in between takes. I was like, oh, I know. I was thinking, my like, heart. imagine, imagine Chelsea Greenwood on set playing chess with Jason Statham. You would never stop. <laughs> I know. It's honestly your office, my perfect thing. <laughs> your office would have seven different chess boards. For different people. Yeah, it's so true. I would just be like, I'd be the PM of a show, like of a movie like that, for sure. And people would come in to ask you questions, and they yeah. would play chess for five minutes. They would take their turn, and then when you get a break, you would take your turn. And yeah. every time people come in, they just play chess with you. And that's exactly <laughs> something that you should do now. Yeah. I mean, should I bring a chessboard to my office? I think so. I think, yeah. I think you should be you versus the entire office. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that good at playing chess. I just really love to play chess. <laughs> you know just like me and podcasting i'm not that good at it but i really love it yeah i think we're great at it we are great at it we're great at podcasting we're i was great fishing at... for a compliment. i'll tell you something michael we're great at making what we're doing regardless of whether or not it's good <laughs> it's true we're i mean we're showing up we show up to do it every week and so we're doing that um so let's let's talk about this movie then Shall we? Well, I just want to, if, if you're just joining us, if this is your first time listening, we're watching mm. every single Brad Pitt movie in order. Mm. We're talking about it. We're talking about his life. We're talking about the world in which it was made. So yeah. this movie was made in the year 2000. It was. It was, I think it was made in 1999. Yeah. It was made in 1999. It was released in 2000. But what's interesting about it is he was taking a break. He took two years, almost two years in between Fight Club and this one, in terms of filming it. And guess what happened the year this movie came out? He got married to Jennifer Aniston? He got married to Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and what I, do you know? I'll tell you what, I read an article in Esquire, and the, basically the main point of the article was that Brad Pitt is so madly in love with this girl. She's the <gasps> reason for his existence. And it feels truly genuine. And then yeah. they, talk about, they talk about Gwen. And uh -huh. he refers to it as the Paltrow period, proving my point Peter? again. Yes. And, he, and his, she said a, stor a storm cloud came over his head and that I, I genuinely think that she broke his heart and that she's a dumb bee, if you know what I'm saying. S. He, yeah, I, I don't think that she cheated on him or that she dumped him, but I do think that he wanted to get married to her and she did not. Ha she wasn't ready. She said no. And so they broke it off. Right. But. And that's what broke his heart. Yeah. And so now we're in the glory days of like, he's met Jennifer Aniston. She's at the top of her game. He yeah. just seems throughout this whole period to be really happy. I think 
his well this is why this is why america fell in love with brad pitt and jennifer aniston mm-hmm. because they seemed like the most powerful power couple they wow. were so happy together and they were like the biggest biggest stars yeah and they were together like what uh, are the fucking odds i'll tell you the odds are, pre- are I mean, the odds great, are really good because he did it again <laughs> but then here's the other thing so in that same article or no, I read a transcript of a Jay Leno interview when he was talking about getting married to her and what it's like to be married. And he said, I, he's like, cause Jay Leno's like, you've been traveling all over the country, all over the world. First you were in um, England to do Snatch. And then he goes to Mexico to film The Mexican, mm-hmm. which is next week. And he goes, so like, how do you stay in touch? And the year is 2000. So it's not as easy as it is right now for me to see you in the video. So he starts like expounding on what it's like to have um, computer videos. Like, um, what were those things called? Cams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. An internet cam. Internet cam. And Which he was, was like, only used for porn. <laughs> yeah. And like super choppy. And he was like, and then he was, he was like, so we can't really communicate that way, but Luckily, Friends is such a popular show. I get to watch it in every country I'm in, and I feel like I'm with her, and it just makes me smile to see her do her thing. Oh, Can you even for one? He's an Ooey you, Gooey. He's so disgusting, Ooey Gooey, yeah, but it's, he's a piece I of love him for it. Shit, and I've never loved anyone more. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. So, anyway, um, that's the world stage. Oh. I do, I do want to do a quick um, apology moment from uh last week um it's come to my attention that we said uh several times a a pretty (laughs) vulgar phrase that uh rhymes with itty bitty i also Um, said one that rhymes with bum cutter (laughs) (laughs) the phrases we're talking about of course are shitty kitty shitty kitty is what i'm I'm into it if you don't like it then don't listen but please stay listening to us (laughs) listen to us so bad i mean if Shitty Kitty is what scares you away, then I won't say it anymore. Shitty yeah. Kitty. Okay, it no more. No. Thank you for your correction. Uh, I stand by <laughs> everything I say on this, basically. Everything I say is carved in stone and can never be taken back or rescinded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, love that. Love that attitude. Okay, so what are we just going to dive in? Is there any other? I mean, uh, I'm so happy that he's dating Jennifer Aniston. He's dating Jennifer this... Aniston. And again, he just seems so happy. And it's like he's gotten over his ego of like picking shitty movies to prove that he's not just a beautiful man. Now he's like doing great movies. Yeah. He's like. He's about to do so many good ones, too. He's about to do The Mexican. Yeah. I don't know. And I've then never he does seen 11. Well, that's true. I don't know if the Mexican's good either. I haven't seen it. But But last week and this week are two great movies in which he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's found a comfort zone. And what I like about this movie, which is a great segue into it, um, is that he saw Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, loved Mm -hmm. the director, and said, I want to work with you. And called him and said, I love that movie. Do you have anything coming up? And Guy Ritchie said, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm doing this. Yeah, he said, I'm doing Snatch. And then... Um, so there's also, for those who don't know, there's also a mini featurette on the making of Snatch, which is very interesting. Um, and in that, um, I feel like a lot of times people say like, oh, like they don't know what a a producer really does on a movie. This is a great example of what a producer does. Brad Pitt calls the director, says, do you have anything coming up? The director says, yes, we're doing Snatch. Brad Pitt says, great, I want to be part of it. So what the producers do is they figure out how to get Brad Pitt in the movie, even though they don't have a part for him. They also realized Brad Pitt couldn't do an accent. And 
So they didn't kid themselves into thinking that they would have Brad Pitt play a main character and just do a bad accent because that has been a shitty decision by mm-hmm. other movies. So the producers gave they wrote a small part for him that ended up being fucking perfect for him because not only did they get him to be in the movie, but they got him shirtless mm-hmm. and they got him wet. Mm-hmm. And they got him dirty. And they They got got him him humorous. And they got him just so lovable. So honestly, I'm not just saying this because we're hosting a Brad Pitt podcast. He was my favorite part of the movie, genuinely. We haven't mentioned this in a while. We are not Brad Pitt fans. (laughs) That's true. Just so you know, we don't care about him at all. Um, (laughs) But no, every time he got on screen, it just lit my little heart aflutter. He had that, that. First of all, his accent was smash amazing it was great i mean the thing is is it's kind of made up so it's okay yeah it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter it just fits so well and he had that kind of smile on his face the whole time yeah that fucking smirk that he does you know it's the thing that he if he can just sit in that smirk then he doesn't need to act ever again you know what i mean that's where he can just simmer in it just simmer that smirk keep it on a low simmer that's all i need and it keeps me going um so yeah so he's got that accent he's got that body another thing which we will cut to in the ratings but i love him as a brunette we've seen so many movies like the last five movies he's just been bleached blonde well that was quintessential 90s brad it's bleached blonde and now we're in the 2000s and we're going back to the brunette basics and i have to tell you i love it it's good. You're right. It is better. I was in the moment. I was caught up in the 90s, and I was like, I like the blonde. But yeah. you're right. Brunette is much better. Yeah. It's just as like he was more comfortable. He just said, I am a major star who could make quadrillions and bazillions of dollars, but I just want to work on what I want to work on. And like, it comes through. If he's happy, sure. we're happy. This is what I'm coming to realize. Do you know how much he got paid for this? I don't. I tried to look it up. He, I know that this was like basically an indie compared to everything he had done before. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it was, it was well, a little yeah, for it was a little foreign film compared to like the Meet Joe Blacks of the world. Right, and um, which is like it's good for Brad for being like, you know what? Enough with the studio dramas. It's just not really. Yeah. He's like, I just want to, like, flex my creative muscles and, like, get in there. I wonder if, you know what I wonder is, I wonder if he, because remember he was saying how he thought that he would go out of style or that he would, his his fame would taper off. I wonder if he thought that doing those giant studio movies was, like, peaking for him. And mm-hmm. now he's like, all right, I've made my money and I'm just going to have fun now. Little did he know his decisions to just have fun by making movies like Fight Club, Snatch, and Ocean's Eleven. Those movies are not major studio movies at the time. They're just fun, except for Fight Club kind of was. Um, and they're just fun, and he ends up it ends up propelling his career even harder. Absolutely. And I think that I, I think the lesson here is when you stop taking yourself so seriously, yeah. um, then, then we can like enjoy you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and enjoy him, I do. And enjoy him, I do. And also enjoy every other actor in this movie, too. Dennis Farina, may he rest in Even, peace. I worked with him on Dennis Luck. Farina, Angel De- Man from Heaven. Is that the guy from the, um, the American guy? Yeah, the American guy. Um, He's dead? 
Yeah, he died unexpectedly of a heart attack, but he was one of the best people. One of the, like the he kindest. was so good in this movie. Benicio del Toro. I never knew for him to be a good actor of a thing that could be Yiddish. Um, <laughs> no, what the fuck? He like, was Yiddish. It's like so Russian. interesting. Like, it makes me really like Guy Ritchie that he has faith in these human being actors to like make a Latin man a Yiddish man. Yeah. Um, what else? How popular was Benicio at this time? Oh, he was big. He was in The Usual Suspects. He was in, I'm sorry, Reservoir Dogs. Was it Reservoir Dogs? No, he wasn't in Reservoir Dogs. He played a character. So Brad Pitt based his character in this movie on a... He was in Traffic. Traffic, but another one. He was in The Usual Suspects. So Usual Suspects. In The Usual Suspects, he had uh, an accent that was indecipherable. And that's what Brad Pitt based this character on. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he really... Brad Pitt really... um... He was also in Fear and Loathing. Great film. We talked about that movie once. Yeah, it makes sense. We talked about it because I hate it and you like it. I think it's fine. I don't have, you know, whatever. Anywho, let's go back to Snatch. Michael, tell me what this movie is about. (laughs) It's hard to say. I mean, I could say it's about a diamond heist, but it doesn't feel like that's what it's about. Um, It's about about underground boxing. It's about um, Irish gypsies, which I think is offensive to say. It's about um, a diamond heist. And it's just about so many different things, but it feels so cartoony. Did you notice that? Like, yes. it feels I, like I think those the characters, characters are, yeah, yeah, cartoons. I think he wrote them as cartoons. Um, it's a caper. It's a romp and a caper, and it's just like if you were trying to take this movie seriously, which a couple of reviews I read again that are like trying to put this movie into a serious box about a diamond heist, and it's just like fuck you. These people who talk like that need to like go put themselves in a box and ship themselves off to an island far far yeah. away yeah 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 where they can where they only watch fucking legends of the fall no that movie <laughs> they didn't like that movie they, nobody they liked only it but us to, they should only be allowed to watch a river runs through it over and over and <laughs> over again exactly until they right. die yeah. um yeah it's so but i guess you could summarize it by saying it's about benicio del toro the very beginning well he kicks it off yeah he kicks it off by stealing a diamond from some Jewish men. In Serbia. In Serbia. And then he's going to sell the diamond to the American guy, right? He's going to sell the diamond to the American guy, but there's an insider Russian who tells the Russian man in London. I don't think we should actually... Blah, blah, it's blah, too hard story. to... It's, <laughs> too hard to really summarize the point Basically, is he's trying to sell the diamond yeah. he doesn't and then the diamond just keeps getting stolen by different people yeah. in weird ways yeah and there's lots then, of blood there's lots of murder but all of the blood and murder isn't aggressive it's and like it mostly of, happens off screen yeah it's one of those it's one of those movies where it's like it's so gory and so bloody and people are dying left and right but you're not really seeing that you're just like sort of engaged in the in the cuts and the and the storyline, which I always enjoy, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know what I really want is I want a book of the storyboard of this movie because I yes. feel like it had to be so thoroughly storyboarded ahead yes. of time because of how much, how much the editing is important in this that you had to plan everything out ahead of time. So it was probably a very good looking exactly. storyboard. And it, it's another thing that speaks to Guy Ritchie and also movie making in general is like the fact that he thought that out. He thought of the movement of the cut. Yeah. 
beforehand. It wasn't like they shot a movie and then in the edit they were like, oh, this would be cool if we did this. Like he had already planned that out, which is so awesome and remarkable. And I'm really honored. Right. Well, like that featurette they were talking about the title sequence and they're explaining the title sequence, but they're on set. And so they're, but they're explaining the title sequence exactly how it happens. So, and it's not that big of a deal now because the movie's out and you watch the title sequence and you're like, oh yeah. But when you think about it, it's kind of rare that they have that firm of a grasp on the title sequence at that point. You usually don't really do the titles until the end, um, unless you're like Guy Ritchie and then you do it. Totally. And I, and that's why Guy Ritchie has such a distinct, style like he's a very clear director in the way that he makes the things that he makes yeah. and that's what brad pitt saw and and liked and that's what we saw and liked yeah definitely um so yeah so i guess this is about a diamond heist i don't know i don't know how else to really put it it's, i'll tell you uh, what it is what it was for uh, me walking away it's a diamond okay. heist but you know from the very beginning that the good guys are going to win. You know from the very beginning that the first character who speaks, um, Jason Statham, is going to get the diamond in the end. Don't you? And I fucking love Jason. I kind of Well, he's narrating. He's narrating. Um, I knew the narrator was going to get the diamond. Which is yeah, neither and, here nor there. And I love him and Tommy. They're <sighs> so fucking funny together. It's just like... And by the way, did you know Jason Statham is only 5'5"? Five five? Jason Statham is only 5 fucking foot 5 tall? <laughs> That's yeah, insane. He's a, he's a little dude. How tall is Brad Pitt? Um, he's tall. I think he's like 5'9". I think he's no, not that tall. I think he's like in his sixes. Because this Esquire article was like, Brad Pitt's tall. And I, didn't, I was like, I never thought about the fact that... He's 5'11". Oh, he ain't tall. Mm-mm. He's fine. He's average. Um, anywho, I also loved the group of black guys and the dog and their banter made me laugh out loud every single time they were on screen. Every single time. The script time. was so funny. I wrote down a few, like, Britishisms that really got me going, like, continually laughing. Um, <laughs> Give them to me. He goes, who took the jam out of your donut? <laughs> I wrote the same one down. I loved, I've been saying it, too. I've been saying yeah. it for I watched it. He goes, you did, Tommy. You took the jam out of my donut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then um, in the very beginning, when we're introduced to the Pikeys, he goes, they're always throwing dogs in with the deals. (laughs) Just like as if it's like an everyday occurrence. And I just love that. I I wish that a dog would come with every deal made. Oh, same. I know. I love that. I just read a thing online yesterday about like a drug dealer who was offered a dog in return for like a 50 bag of weed and he was like he felt bad for the dog the drug dealer felt bad for the dog for just being so such a throwaway and so he accepted the dog as a gift and then um he's like (laughs) he's like i definitely got the better end of that deal because me and that dog had eight wonderful years together and don't tell my current dog but that was the best dog i ever had oh no I love that. I just, and also, so there's two main characters in this movie that every time they were on the screen, my heart lit up. Brad Pitt and that little squeaky motherfucking dog. Ooh, every time I said to him, give me into (laughs) his mouth and put its mouth into my eyeballs, you know, as he squeaked around town. And then, of course, he's the one that fucking delivers the diamond in the end because dogs are better than people. And honestly, when I asked you earlier what this movie was about, 
you couldn't tell me you thought it was a diamond heist, maybe an underground boxing ring, but ultimately it's about it's about dog. dogs being better than humans. It is because you know what? This movie is called Snatch. Mm-hmm. And if you remember Only one which time, you may not I do remember. You do. I do. He says, "Don't snatch" to the he dog. He says, "Don't snatch." It's the only time the word "snatch" is mentioned in the whole movie. And I, I just, I've seen this movie several times, and this—that's the first time I noticed that. And I realized that if somebody is very keen, then they would figure out that the dog is going to eat the diamond. Totally. That's what I'm saying. I knew yeah. the whole time. He, and I appreciate this. This isn't a dig at the filmmaking. He does. I thought put a little Easter eggs like that throughout the whole thing where it's like, you kind of know what's going to happen. So did you, did you know that the dog was going to eat the diamond? I knew that the dog was going to eat the diamond, like not on the forefront of my brain, but I wasn't surprised at all when it happened. You know what I mean? There was a moment where they almost hurt the dog. And I said, this movie sucks. I was like, if I see a dog get hurt, I am turning this off and talking about it on the podcast. Very unhappy at, the dog fighting part. Yes, that I have Where to say that's there was my a biggest dead dog on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sad. Um, but you know what did make me a little bit happy is the actor who plays Bricktop, um, Alan. Mm-hmm. He is a vegetarian and a animal rights activist. Wow, Brad Pitt is also a vegan. I wonder if he was vegan at this time. I think I don't think he was. I think it's when Angelina comes in. I think it's Angelina that has. And we have another dark cloud into his acting career, but we're not going to go there yet. We're not going to go there yet. We're We're still in the glory years before he meets her. I mean, this is the where he Brad Pitt can do no wrong still at this point. Oh my God! Not only can he do no wrong, he's on top of the goddamn world, looking down on creation. You know. He sure is. I mean, he is creation. He's the pinnacle of creation. He's the pinnacle of creation. God, God is looking down, going, "That's what I had in mind when I created people." This is what I was going for. We're not fans of Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, not fans of Brad Pitt. He's um, just the perfect creature. Um, <laughs> every time, did I tell you that the other day I saw Ryan Gosling right outside of my, like a little cafe right by my house? And now I think if if Ryan Gosling can go to that cafe, then Brad Pitt could go to this cafe because it's if it's if it's good enough for Ryan Gosling, it's good enough for brad every time i walk by that cafe i think what if brad's there i have to tell you you live in los Feliz. i have seen a paparazzi photo of him leaving his ceramic studio in los Feliz, very nearby our house your house our it's my house girl it's, it's time house. it is 100 <laughs> percent your house the other th- i i the other line that i wrote down is a line from Bricktop, and i just loved it so much when he says it was a rhetorical question, Earl. What have I told you about thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what have I told you about thinking? I just love Bricktop. He's so funny. Which one was Bricktop? He was the one with the big glasses who oh, was the mob boss. He is. So his lines were by far the best lines of the movie. He's so good at the one-liners. Ooh. I mean, the way he talks to Tommy, where he Ooh. keeps calling him sweetheart, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Tell your girlfriend to shut up. <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, he, what did he say? He said, put a, put a fucking line on her before she gets bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's great. I don't like looking at his face, though. It's hard to look at. It's those, hard to look God at. Damn, those are the most British teeth I've ever seen. Oh, the teeth he, and the glass combo. I did not like to look at him. But then again, you can't look away. 
No, I know. And uh, but I, he's like a cartoon character. He yeah. looks like a cartoon character. And it, I looked up some pictures of him, and and he out out of that costume, he looks like a completely different person. Like, oh, I bet he looks so different. And also, fun they fact I read about. Up. Yeah, f- uh, fun fact about that character. It was actually um, they optioned Sean Connery to play that role. Um, did you read this? No. Yeah, I don't, they. I don't know how I feel about that. They asked Sean. The more I think about it, the more I love it. But they asked Sean Connery to do it. He was interested. He liked the script, and then he said, "I I would like to see Lock, Stock, and Smoke and Barrels before I say yes to this." And so they quickly, the producer quickly arranged. Again, this is the producer's job. Quickly arranged a screening for Sean, a private screening for Sean Connery of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and um. Sean Connery watched it and he liked the movie and he said, um, I quote, it's a very nice movie, but you're not going to be able to afford me. (laughs) Oh, boy. And he was right. They could not afford it. I'll tell you something, though. Bringing it back to our boy, Brad. He didn't give a fuck about movie money. He just wanted to make a movie. Okay, well, let's not paint him as a saint here. He also took 17 million dollars on his (laughs) movie so <laughs> no. fair enough you can suck my dumb dick um i'm just trying to think we should talk more about this movie i didn't i have to say when i was watching it i wasn't i think it speaks to how much i liked it i wasn't trying to analyze it as much as i normally right. analyze movies i was just like sort of watching it and in it and to be fair and wholly uh honest with you i was so hungover when i watched it i couldn't my brain couldn't work <laughs> Yeah, I, I got very high when I watched it, so it was a little oh, bit hard. Per- well, that's perfect for you. I should have been high and not basically drunk. Yeah, no, being high for this movie is great. Um, well, should we do like a, a rapid fire things that we liked and things that we didn't like? Yeah, tell me some things you didn't like. Um, shoot, you know what? I'm much more prepared for things that I did like. I know. Hold on. That's, how I, that's why I asked you first, because I was like, I'm trying to think of things I didn't like. I didn't like the dog fighting stuff. Oh, well, I didn't like the dead dog. I didn't like, um, you know, there's really not that much in there that I didn't like. I guess I have to think about it a little bit more. I know. I, I, I think it's okay to not, to not not like things. I know, but I wanted to have... Critical analysis. That's what I'm trying some to sort tell of, you. That's, yeah, what, that's why I feel like I really dropped the ball this episode because I didn't... I didn't look into like any other extra message. It's just like a fun little fucking romp. It's just such a fun movie. And like that this is the kind of movie that makes me like making movies. Like there's a few movies where when I watch them, I'm like like oh yeah, I like making movies because I really don't like working on features because yeah. they're a nightmare. And this yeah. the little featurette of this movie sort of hints at that how it's just shitty as fuck to but make. But it also hints at movies. the fact that everybody who was on set really liked each other. Like there's True. a moment in the featurette where the camera loader took the film out to test the camera and then didn't put the film back in and then they shot three scenes with no film in the camera and Guy Ritchie's like you owe me 50 quid a roll. Whereas he could have been such a piece of fucking shit asshole about that. Like that is a goddamn no no on a feature film. That's right? a big fuck up. Yeah. And the other thing, Jason Statham's phone went off during a take. 
which is only permissible in 1999. It still happens in 2018. It still yeah. fucking happens, even though every single day the ADs always say, "Everyone, please turn off your goddamn phones." Yeah. I don't want to. And then inevitably, someone's phone goes off. Totally, every but like, single time. In 1999, people like forgot that they had phones. So like, okay, were, fair. We're, we were still. I mean, in 1999, it's funny. We were transitioning from pagers into cell phones. Everybody was getting cell phones. We, I had my little right. Nokia snake phone. Oh my god! To, the year 99, the year this movie came out in 2000, I was a full blown human being. I was like <laughs> fucking listening to Britney Spears and watching Carson you, Daly's TRL every fucking day after school. Were you aware of Brad Pitt at this time? Oh, I'm sure I was, but I wasn't. My laundry's going off. Um, can you hear that? It's a nice little, it's a fun little song. <laughs> yeah. I was much more into in the sync Backstreet Boys battle, like cultural battle. Or maybe right. it's a little bit later than that. Um, yeah, I feel like that was like 2004. It was the Bush Gore year. That was that year when Florida. Oh, yeah, I remember with that. The little thing, the hanging things. Fucking Florida, always yeah, Florida. Fucking it up. It took a month for them to decide who won that election, and it was Bush, obviously. Um, Florida. But it's just weird how we are now in a different decade than we were yeah. before. Yeah, it's a different time, and it's it's almost nine eleven. I know, and in which fact, becomes a different world, right? So I watched, the, I bought this movie on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, you was, purchased it or you rented it? I purchased it because it it was four ninety nine, and there was no rent option, and a purchase is three ninety nine. I mean, a rent is three ninety nine. So I bought it. Yeah, well, it's a good movie to own because, like, I tell you what, it's good to it's a good rewatch, and it's like great for like a plane or something when you like just have to sit there and you know that this movie's going to be good. Yeah, and I have to say, I laughed out loud on several occasions, and I I don't think I've ever laughed out loud for a movie that we've watched for this podcast yet. I guess I did in Fight Club a few times. Yeah, yeah, probably Fight Club, and and maybe. Wasn't he in something kind of funny before? I mean, maybe Thelma and Louise. Mm, that doesn't Remember count. Thelma and Louise so long ago? Oh, my God. The 18 episodes ago. 18. Jesus fuck. This is our 18th okay. episode. We've been doing this for 18 weeks. Wow. Um, we're really not talking about the movie this episode. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just so good. It's just a good-ass movie. Like, I feel as though we've dropped the ball. But you know okay. what else? You can't okay. always win. Here's another thing that I did like about this movie. Mm. Here's a hot take. I like this movie. Um, there were so few background actors. <laughs> Almost So none. few background actors. So few women. That's yeah, a thing. Sort of a, a boys club in this movie. It's but... a boys club, and then the only major woman character that we see gets burned in her caravan to death. The mom. The mom, but also I did love the bookie lady oh she's such or, a badass she's such a badass she's just like do you know who you're robbing that <laughs> are off yeah it doesn't give i a love her for that and then there's the twin daughters those are the only women in the whole I thing i hated those fucking twins that's fuck what i did not like yeah. did not like there's a there's a dislike for you those twins they can go straight to hell right where, where they came from oh my god um yeah okay let me see let's look at some of our notes what other notes did you take okay so my very first note was um 
Dennis Farina, rip, rest in peace. I said, this is, it's so funny. I said, this is the kind of movie that makes me want to make movies. Did you not just say oh, that? I did just say that. It's, yeah. it's true. Because you watch it and you're like, this, I love movies. You're like, this is a oh, piece great. of art that somebody made. This is somebody that somebody cut. What do you keep looking over in the distance for? Oh, just pondering life. Uh-huh. Um, um, I said I capital. Be- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Please, please, please. <laughs> I was going to say, did you think that Benicio Del Toro sort of looks like Brad Pitt? Because <laughs> I do. I, like, when I first saw him, well, I was like, that wow. is a very interesting thing, Michael. Look at him. Let me look at him. Let me just take a peek-see over look at, here. Look up, but in Snatch, in Snatch specifically. Well, they were dressed similarly. Not really. Yeah, they both had red leather jackets. So here's the thing. Brad Pitt does two fight okay. club fighting movies in a row. Oh, he's gotten old. That's a shame to look at. Yeah, that's why I'm like, look at Benicio Del Toro in this, because he does look older now. Ooh, I, I didn't realize. He's always been the young Benicio in my head. No, he's old now. All right, let's see him. He's hot. I'll tell you what. Every yeah, man in hot. this movie is hot, except for maybe Tommy. Yeah, not Tommy. And not Bricktop. No, well, he's terrifying looking. Um, I see what you're saying. I think it might just be a hair thing. But what a he does thing. look like is I... Jermaine Clement. Oh, yeah, he totally does. That's a shocking thing. They look exactly the same. Yeah. Um, um, so this <laughs> heist music that's in the movie, I think that I and this theory will have to be confirmed later on when we do Ocean's Eleven in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that Ocean's Eleven stole a lot of style from this movie because this movie has that like Ocean's Eleven pace, that quick, witty. Well, it's a caper dialogue. It's like, you know, it's a style of movie. A thievery movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a thievery movie. But, like, I don't know how many of those there were before this. Like, there weren't that many of this type of heist movie. I mean, I know Ocean's Eleven is, an like, a remake, so it's not like they were really stealing that much directly from this movie. But I think stylistically... Oh, yeah, those two look so similar. Um, I think stylistically it's kind of... Like, Ocean's Eleven must have taken some notes from this. Right. I mean, they took Brad Pitt from this, so. I'm glad that we're watching that so soon. Me too, because I really love that movie, too. I also haven't seen, I've seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but not for a really long time. So I can't really speak to this film um, vis-a-vis the other films. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I've never actually said that before. <laughs> Now you have. Now you can't unsay that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say that a lot of the reviews that I read, including Entertainment Weekly, were like, this Uh is the same movie as Lockstock. It's just a remake of the same movie. And I'm like, what is wrong with that? Like, we're watching an artist hone their craft. Like, why is why does it need to be an entirely different movie? You know? Yeah, who cares? Like. I'm sure Lockstock is similar, but like, I bet you Lockstock was a concept that he had, and then this is a proof of concept. Like, or that was a proof of concept of this movie. Like, this is the movie that he wanted to make. He needed more money for it. Lockstock yeah. was a first run. Exactly. Lockstock was his first movie, and then this one, he had a little bit more backing and he had a little bit more clout. 
And remember how damn cute he is with that scar on his face? I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, I want to see... What else has he made recently? Because I really... Oh, he made Sherlock Holmes and The Man from Uncle. Mm, I haven't seen either of them. I haven't seen Sherlock Holmes. Um, Snatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He married Madonna. Yeah, when does he marry Madonna? They were married for a while. I don't know. But he did her direct her music video. He started as a music video director, and you can kind of see that in his style. Okay, so moving on. So who took the jam out of your donut was one of my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brad Pitt is, when he comes on screen, he is shitting. Um, that's how <laughs> weird it is to him. Yeah, on the, like outside. He's free shitting. Outside. Bless yeah. his heart. And I, you know what? I, knowing Brad, he actually shit. Yeah, for <laughs> clearly. To um, be committed to, to the role, the to role. prove his commitment. Yeah. Um, so, and he looks fucking hot. Nothing. I'm just going to say Brad Pitt looks hot. He looks just hot. throwing that out there. It's interesting because he, so he approached Guy Ritchie and said, I want to make something with you. And then Guy Ritchie was like so honored by that, that he really like honed this character for him and also was really respectful of his time. And I've watched a few interviews and read a few things in which Guy Ritchie was just like, Brad Pitt is so intelligent and so funny and nobody's capitalized on that. And when I realized that he was so funny, I felt honored to be able to work with him and to like be able to create a role for him. Um, and I think that's another reason why we talk about this a lot, where if, if your director really respects and appreciates you with Brad specifically, he does a great job. Yeah, exactly. And if the director understands Brad yeah. and doesn't project onto him what Brad should be. But yeah. like if you just understand what Brad is and that he's funny, but like also you should you would be stupid to not capitalize on the fact that he's really hot and like get him shirtless Make and it. get him wet. Get him wet. <laughs> Get him fucking naked. And he was saying, you know, I think it's in the featurette where he's like, we had a big ass movie star knock on our door for this little ass film. Yeah. So obviously we capitalized on it. But who knew that it was going to be so good? I just can't even say it again. I can't say it enough. What a joy it was to watch him in that role. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. And that's this is what makes Brad Pitt a megastar where you can kind of mindlessly watch him Mm -hmm. in a movie and just enjoy it so much he just brings so much joy to the movie genuinely that that's what he adds to it is he makes the movie fun to watch Mm -hmm. and he's fun to look at so like that's that that is an essence of what makes him who he is is just just crazy movie star because he is just a pleasure to watch totally and i think it speaks volumes too that that's a that's a major role i mean yeah it's not it's not a lot of screen time of a role but it's it's a it's like the backbone of the movie it's what precipitates the final totally. thing everything and so yeah. it's interesting that that was a role that was created specifically for him you know like right that that the whole arc of the movie changed due to the casting of Brad Pitt i read one thing that um guy ritchie had originally written that character as a 300 pound guy who just would like come in and swing mm-hmm. um and they made it for Brad and i I think it works better like that. It's honestly a little bit more fun. He his yeah. character made a really good chunk of that movie good to watch. Genuinely full stop with that regardless of whether or not we are obviously always looking at Brad Pitt. I think he genuinely right. he upped the ante a lot. Well, it would have been it would have been a little bit boring, I think not boring, just um 
it would have it would not have been as a, a dynamic of a role if it was just like this big huge guy who can throw one punch like you see that guy walk into a boxing ring and you're like oh one punch from that guy and you're down and that's not really a novelty right you know what i mean right i just loved all the relate the what a thing i can say about this movie is the re- the relationships between the people who were related to each other there's a the there's the way that the script was written the, the like intimacy of well first of all it's british through and fucking through i've never seen a oh, more british so thing british. in my life from I the casting know. to the dialogue to the humor it's just like you may as well given me a fucking piece of crumpet crumpet <laughs> exactly right um, but the way that the characters all related to each other, the way that they all sort of loved and hated each other was just so dynamic. I loved it. Yeah. I totally agree. Hundo P. Hundo Mudabug and B. I do like this quote from Guy Ritchie um, about making movies. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's from the producer, mm-hmm. Matt Vaughn. He says, making a movie is a risky thing, and if you don't take risks you're constantly hedging your bets and then you end up with a dull movie and because he was talking about how gamble he's not a big gambler um uh but when he's making movies he is a big gambler because you have to take risks and i think that that's a very um interesting uh take on it because it's Mm -hmm. true a good way to um so i mean we don't really have that much to say about this movie other than that it's fucking good brad pitt's amazing should we just move on to the ratings and money Let's do, let's do money. Okay. So, um it did okay. It had a budget of approximately 12 million pounds. Um it's opening weekend in the UK, it made 10 million pounds. Okay. And then it came to the US and it's opening weekend it made $27,000. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and it had Brad Pitt in it. Oh, wait, stand by. Yes, it did. But I'm seeing now that it was only in one theater. Oh, wow. Okay, so 27000 is good. For one, for one theater. theater is pretty goddamn good. It's so interesting. Um, all the movies we've watched, we always look at the numbers here first and then go abroad. But now we're seeing it's it. It's open in the UK first. Yeah, so... Yeah. But then the second weekend, it was in 1,444 theaters, and it made $8 million. There you go. Okay, so they made their money back. So they made, so then, yeah, and then a lifetime gross in the U.S. was $30, $30 million. Oh, Its wow. worldwide lifetime gross was $83 million. Great. So it did make its money back. It did great, and it, it, it's become a, um, a real cult classic. And I wish I knew how much Brad Pitt made on this, because that would really I have to tell you, happy. I don't know anybody who doesn't like this movie except for Entertainment Weekly. Of course they got <laughs> the dirty dogs. Please allow me to read. They did love Pitt. They Of course they did. He's a joy. Yeah. Uh It's a strange day in East London when Pitt, mumbling in a thick paste of an accent and etched with tattoos, is the nimblest, most effective and least self-amused participant in this Playhouse Fight Club. But there it is. Oh. Yeah. And then they go on to say, basically, this whole review is like, it's a, like just a mock-off of his last movie. But they say, Pitt's participation makes Snatch feel like a more charming comedy, a more charming comedy than it really is. Really, it's a knockoff. And ultimately, what's Snatched is, a, is as rare as a zirconium. C. <laughs> wow. They just, like, they just like want to be, they just want to, I just feel they like. They just want it to be a 
a contrarian. Because we're not in the 90s anymore. This isn't like groundbreaking shit. Now we're in the 2000s. People have cell phones. Computers exist. Like, back the fuck up <laughs> off my good. door. That being said, IMDb gives it an 8.3 out of 10. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty good, I think. It has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, oh, that's a little lower that's than I would expect. a little lower than I thought, too. A 4.7 out of 5 for iTunes. That's about right. Yeah, that seems about right. And then uh, 89% on Google. I think we're finally catching up with Google now. I think, yeah, almost. iTunes, That though, makes me think that it's the kind of movie people rate on iTunes because they bought it. Right. It's a, but also I think it's the kind of movie that collected Moss post its release. Like people realize they liked it later, like a Family Guy sort of situation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, what about your ratings? Well, for which part? Who are you doing, Brad Pitt alone? I think Brad Pitt. Yeah, let's do Brad Pitt alone. Nine. Ten. A ten for you. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give him a nine and a half, actually, because I just want to leave a little bit of room. But I now that I think about it, there's nothing that I disliked about his no, acting. No, I think this was a perfect role. Here's the thing. Just because this was perfect for what it was. he I genuinely believe he carried a portion of the movie on his entire shoulders. And I think that that deserves a 10. This is the first yeah. time where I'm like, damn, Brad. Damn, yeah, this is a, a good role for him. This Smirking. is the role that he should be taking. Yeah, but it's also unexpected. Like, you wouldn't be, like, if you were to tell me last episode, if I had never heard of Snatch and I didn't know that anybody liked it, if you were to say Brad Pitt's going to be playing an Irish pikey gypsy, I'd be like, fuck you, haven't we learned about this accent situation? Yeah, seriously. And he brings it back and he does a great job and I think he deserves a 10 for it. Okay, all right. Um, and how do you feel about his uh, hair? Now, the hair I'm going to go lower on. I do like it brown, so that'll bring it past a five. Did not like the hat that he wore. I love, okay, all right. Did you like the hat? That thing that was mis- ill-fitting? Yeah, I liked everything about him in this movie, so yeah, I liked the hat. So I think it, it went with his character hair, so well. Right. When we're talking about hair, we're talking about also his tattoos, like his accoutrement. Oh, his tattoos. Yeah. So hot. Love. He's so hot. He looks so, so hot, hot in this. He was so Ooh. fucking hot in this. So it's hot in this. I'm going to go ahead and give him an 8.5. 8.5 on the hair? Yeah, but hair including tattoos and like outfits and, and everything. Everything. Yeah. I his did, look. When he was fighting and his hair was down and brown and like not zhuzhed at all and he was just like a fucking limey guy, I was so into it. And he did that little like. They poured water on his head, and then he did like a little hair shake, uh-huh. a little hair He's slip. He's like covered in blood. I, damn. Yeah. Slip sliding away. <laughs> gross. <laughs> gross. I knew you were gonna say something gross. <laughs> That's a right. beautiful song by Paul Simon. Thank you. <laughs> you're eight point five for that. I'm. I'm gonna. You're eight point five for that. I'm gonna go with a nine. Great. Um, overall. What are you giving this thing? What are you giving this bitch? I'm gonna give her uh I'm gonna give her an eight point five. Eight point five? I'm giving it nine. Wow, this is a high rated one. What were our ratings love ra- this movie? It's a great movie. It's a joy of a movie to watch. I was engaged. Um it was The writing well, is good. The, the music it's is so good. Well thought out. It's well crafted. Brad Pitt's amazing. I mean, what can you it's kind of makes for a boring podcast episode because there's really not 
It's just it's a solid movie. Yeah, it's it's sort of hard to. I mean, we can talk we can talk a lot about Brad and his life and his performance and what this means for his career. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like, yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah, you great know? movie. So and we're I, and gonna I have don't... to change our format then because in, in the future he's gonna start doing better movies and we're no, gonna. No, I don't to... think he is because here's the thing. Well, we didn't really um, settle on the bad things, but like we could talk. We could have talked more about the woman thing, but I don't think it's necessary. Sometimes you can write a movie that is just kind of about a bunch of guys. Yeah. And you that's can also okay. write a movie that's just about a bunch of girls. Like you can, that's I don't what I'm know. Saying. Like, I hate that criticism. Cause it is a criticism of like, there's not enough women in this movie, but it's also like, but the, it's not about women. It's not, it's not what it's about. A guy wrote it about a bunch of guys. A guy named guy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, what do you expect from a guy named guy? Yeah. I do have to point out to our listeners that uh, we skipped over, technically, on Brad Pitt's filmography, he's in a movie called Being John Malkovich, which is a fantastic uh, film. Yeah, right. He's in it for a few minutes. Um, it's a cameo, really. It's a cameo. He is credited on it. I think maybe we can just sit here and pay homage to the fact that he was in there. We're not going to do a full episode on it because he's really not in it for long enough, but... Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. And then next week, we are watching The Mexican, which I have not seen. Haven't seen it either, but I love, love, love James Gandolfini. And this will be the second movie that Brad is in with James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. Also, Julia Roberts is in this movie, and people love her. Yeah, I love her. I mean, I don't have an opinion on her. Not that anybody asked. Okay. Vis-a-vis <laughs> my other opinions. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Seamless, seamless. Almost not even like something <laughs> that is worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that was a quickie, but a goodie. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a good compact. You know, we knew we came in, we knew what we wanted, just like Snat. Anyway, listeners, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, follow us on our socials. Which is at this is the pits pod on Instagram and at the pits pod on Twitter. And our email is this is the pits pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So watch the Mexican. Tune in next week for that one. And um, I hope we love you. Have, you. Yeah, we love you. Please Happy come New back. Year. Happy 2019. Happy 2019, my little bitchies. <laughs> May it be filled with lots of Brad Pitt dreams. Vis a vis. Vis a vis. Other actors. <laughs> 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 All right, bye. Bye. bye.